Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Matt. And welcome to Going Pear-Shaped on AudioEntropy.com, a podcast about just kind of whatever we feel like talking about. Also joining us this week is Emily. Hi, I'm back again for whatever guest spot. <laughs> yeah. So, folks, uh, Emily has bitten me with a, a particular bug. She has she has inflicted me with a horrible, horrible addiction. Uh, she has dragged me down the Final Fantasy XIV hole, and we're not entirely caught up on that game yet. We're just a little ways into Stormblood, which is the newest of the two expansions that that game has. But like, I'm just we're I'm just completely fucking consumed by it at this point. And so I figured, you know, hey, probably be a good time to talk about massively multiplayer games. They don't necessarily have to be MMORPGs, but, you know, I figured, let's talk about massively multiplayer games. You know, keep it a little broad so, you know, so Matt can jump in, so it's not just me and Emily talking about FF14 the whole time. I have some <laughs> opinions on FF14, actually. I've played that game before. I, I didn't necessarily like it, but I also don't have a negative opinion of that game. That that game just very much wasn't for me. Also interesting That's things about that game. That game used to be fucking garbage. Yeah. That yeah, that, that got really, rebooted. Really it's kind of kind of famously got redid. Um, now, because Em and I both, uh, well, I jumped in for the first time recently. Emily actually played it a little bit before, but then yeah, fell off. Um, it didn't actually take us that long to get back to the point where you left off, though. Oh no, um, I didn't get very far at all. I got to like level thirty with my like before playing with you. My highest level character was level thirty, I think. So yeah, okay. But yeah, you know, what, Matt, why don't why don't we go ahead and have you go first? Because I'm curious about what you didn't like about the game. Like, wh- I'm curious about why you bounced off. Okay, so for reference, I played probably like three, four months after Heaven's Sword released, um, sometime around there, and I played with a friend. Um, and what I didn't like about that game was really simple. Uh, I didn't like the combat, and there's a lot of combat in that game, and there's nothing wrong with how that game handles combat. That game is very much in the vein of classic MMO style combat. Your World of Warcrafts. You're, well, even like Final Fantasy XI to a other degree. That's another game I used to play way back in the day. Um, that kind of just manage a hot bar, manage cooldowns. Like, um, so Final Fantasy XIV has a universal ability cooldown, right? Because I global remember cooldown. Yeah, 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 yeah global cooldown. Um, I didn't, I hated that, hated that particular aspect of that game. And that's, f- but here's the thing, right? That's fine. For the type of game Final Fantasy XIV wants to be. Final Fantasy XIV essentially wants to be the most casual, like, WoW-style MMO ever made. And I think for the most part, it actually succeeds. I'm just really, really burnt out on those kind of games, and I have no interest in playing it. And nothing about Final Fantasy XIV otherwise was, in my mind, notable enough to get me to kind of soldier on through it anyway. Okay, because the thing that really got us going, um, I mean, the combat's fine enough. Um, I'm enjoying it. (laughs) <laughs> uh, the story, at least for us, got it got really, really good somewhere around the point where we got to Heaven's Word. Yeah, yeah. Like ARR story is is solid. It's fine, but Heaven's Word is like, whoa, this is actually like a really good story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Once it's uh, once it starts like setting up the domino, basically toward the end of the Realm Reborn sort of post game. Not the whole Realm Reborn post game because the post game for Realm Reborn is kind of infamously long and drags a bit, and we'll get to that. Um, but once they start setting up the dominoes for the stuff that's gonna like that they're gonna knock down once Heavenward starts, it gets really, really good. Like the ball really gets rolling on that. And there are definitely characters 
in that game that I either didn't like or didn't care about that I care about very, very, very much now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I absolutely agree. Also, do we do we want to talk about how that game has canonical vore? <laughs> yes, that is that is something that I noticed. We jumping yeah. right into it. No, yeah. I think let's, like let's, I think that's almost like a kind of like weird litmus test for degenerates. Is do you realize that's vore? And if you do, so, you're you've probably spent too much time <laughs> on the internet. Before we before we get too far, I do want to dial it back just a bit. Okay. Uh, you mentioned the, with the combat in that game. You mentioned global cooldowns, and I feel like yes. we should explain some things. Okay. So as I understand it, the global cooldown is basically. The minimum amount of time after you do basically anything in combat, any move, like no matter how, no matter if it's your like long heal, cooldown super move, heal, or your attack, very, nuke, whatever, anything. Yeah, yeah. You do anything, there's a minimum amount of time before you're allowed to do something else. Yes. As I understand it, in most MMOs, that amount of time is fairly short. Yes. Uh, maybe like half a second, maybe a second. Yeah. It's like two seconds in. Uh, FF14, which doesn't sound like a lot, but that adds up over the course of a fight, and it makes it makes Final Fantasy XIV's combat a lot more slow and methodical in terms of just you know when you use your spells, what your rotation is, with rotation being what order you do things in. It's, I mean, as you said, it does make things a bit more uh, casual in some ways, but in, in terms of in terms of being like a Twitch game, like in terms of being an action game, it's a lot more casual. But it also means you have to. You have to strategize a bit more because, like, you have to take into account, like, once you've done something, you can't do anything else for two whole seconds. And that can be life or death in the right circumstances. Yeah, and, like, let me make it clear. I don't think that's a bad design choice. I actually think for what they're trying to accomplish, where they don't want you playing fucking Furious Finger Key Piano in this game, I think for that it's totally fine. And it's just I don't have any interest in playing that game. As as someone who's a Final Fantasy, like veteran like i played like oh like i've i'm not beaten but i played like every final fantasy game like every main final fantasy game um i feel like it might be a way to simulate the action uh like act, uh, what do we call that active time uh, battle yeah atb yeah I, I feel like it's trying to simulate that because like i mean ff12 kind of is the same except that you have a instead of having a global cooldown you have an active time battle that uh, active time bar that needs to fill so it kind of seems like it might be trying to simulate that in an MMO yeah. form. Maybe? That makes sense. Oh. FF14 and probably by extension Final Fantasy XI, uh, which I, I have not touched at all. I don't know anything about FF11. It's just straight up front. I played a uh, very little FF11. Um, I like FF11 a lot. That game is balls hard and would not survive in the modern like market at all. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I will just say this is my first MMORPG straight up. But it's also my first Final Fantasy um, but Wait, as seriously? I understand it, yeah, no, seriously. Um, I mean, I've played Kingdom Hearts one and two, but those aren't really proper Final Fantasy. Is the thing? I thought you uh, played at least like one of them on the GBA I, before. I played. I tried some of them. Like I got a little ways into seven, and a little ways into twelve, and a little ways into six. But I, I wouldn't describe myself as actually having properly played a Final Fantasy. Huh. And, I'm, and I'm not even just, I'm not putting that in the definition of you haven't played it unless you've beaten it, because I know sometimes people will use that. Like, I, like, those were games that I tried and bounced off of. But this is definitely a game that, like, people are probably coming into it from Final Fantasy as opposed to any other MMO. So, you know, yeah, so it makes sense that they would want to kind of slow things down a little bit, kind of pump the brakes a bit. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it gets pretty hectic later on. <laughs> now, I will say, to the point of this being my first MMO, 
it is very new player friendly. Yes. It is it is super friendly to people who've never played an MMO before. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, that game was designed to be like one of the most casual like that game was designed to be like the premier casual MMO. And I don't say that in a derogatory sense. I say that because that is what that game is very clearly trying to accomplish, and I feel it accomplishes it for the most part. Uh, yeah, I, I know you don't mean that as a, a as as a means to insult the game. It's just it is it is very hard to undo uh like a decade and a half of hearing the oh, word yeah. casual used as an insult and not, like <laughs> sort of reflexively want to defend against it yeah but yeah it it very much is it's it's a casual mmo um but so as as M can attest we've gotten very very into the story and we don't want to get super far into spoilers uh we hinted at the vor thing there is a yeah <laughs> there is a part where a dragon and and Elezin, I believe, which is basically elves. They're basically they're, elves, they're, yeah. they're fucking elves. A dragon <laughs> and an elf fall in love, and the way they bind their souls together is the dragon just fucking eats the elf. And, like, Her it is a romantic too. story yeah. in that game that is that is integral to the plot of that game. That event is super, super, super it important. Um, it gets and it's, brought and, up a and lot. It's, and it's not a spoiler <laughs> either, because it's something that happened in the past of the story. It's something your character finds out happened a long time ago. Um... I mean, I guess and it's not kind like of a spoiler, but it's still, it's, it's, it's still a pretty kind of minor spoiler, but it's not a huge spoiler. Yet. It's not. A, it's a fairly minor one. It's not. Yeah, you like you, you see it, you see it in a flashback, but like it is actually you don't even see the event. You see like still images as a character yeah. explains it because it's a flashback. It's all I'm sure upset a few people. They really yeah. want to see it animated. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, like, that is an integral part of that story. Is a dragon eats this lady, and like her, it binds her soul to him. So it's it's fluff vor. Um, it's 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 I, romantic sappy for, oh my but God. it is for, and like the reason <laughs> they do more. it is is because like dragons live like forever in Final Fantasy, like they live like not forever, like like several millennia, um, but like un, yeah, an unbelievably long time. Yeah, and and uh, elves don't live yeah. super long in this because like now let's not let's not go any further than that because we will get into spoiler territory if you continue to explain. Really? I, okay. Uh, I think I think so. Like I don't I don't know what the next thing you were gonna say is, but I'd imagine. I'm it's just saying like more the, the reason the reason they, that they a so they can be together forever essentially is what I was gonna say. Yeah. Okay. That's, I don't think that's a huge spoiler. I mean, like no. Uh, yeah. Um. Also, I just want to give them props. That's pretty good as far as vor setups go. That's that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. But at, at the kind of to continue the trend of of kind of skirting spoilers, that game. The way I personally can kind of measure just how much that story improves is there are character deaths. There are two major character deaths in Realm Reborn. And there are arguably three major character deaths in Heavensward. The two in Realm Reborn, in no particular order, uh, one of them was so telegraphed in advance I didn't really feel it at all. The other came so out of nowhere that it just felt cheap. Whereas mm. in Heaven's Word, all of the deaths in that game feel very earned, but they yeah. also don't feel like they signaled them like 500 years ahead of time. Like, like the character that I'm talking about that's like telegraphed in advanced uh, in Realm Reborn, there's a thing this character says in a cutscene, and the instant this character said that line, I could see the timer appear. Yeah, like <laughs> no, spe- no specifics, but she's like, "I'm gonna do this thing tomorrow, everybody. Like, guys, this thing, I'm gonna do it tomorrow," and there's then a- they they don't do it. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming because they die. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler um, alert. So can I actually share my favorite thing about Final Fantasy XIV's story? 
and it's sure. probably something you did not pick up on. The events of vanilla Final Fantasy fourteen are framed as a literal apocalyptic event in that game. Yeah, oh, we definitely caught that. We oh, went into it with okay. the knowledge that the yeah. Oh yeah, that is the game. The game that's actually in your face. super cool. Like, yeah, no, I, I love that. That's like easy, and th- that's not a bash on the game saying that's my favorite part of that game's plot. That's like it's actually like really well done. It, but it's fucking bizarre, and it's just like the weird meta narrative of that is amazing to me. I love yeah. it. Yeah, there, there are really the occasional cool. things in the story that will happen, and I'll be like, "Huh, that th- these characters are acting like this is a more important event than it actually seems," and I don't get it. And then I'll look it up, and it's like, "Oh, this is a thing that happened in 1.0," and the only way someone like me would find out why this is significant is like if I check a wiki, and that kind of sucks. There's like lingering things like that. But that said. To have this failed original version of the game, to rebuild it from scratch, but to keep it canonical and treat the reboot as a f- like actual literal fucking apocalypse, yeah, is that's fucking cool. It's yeah, really that's cool. like I think the reason I like that so much is that's them using very capitalizing on extremely specific circumstances to create an actual compelling narrative hook. Like, you don't really get the opportunity to do something like that very frequently, and they seized on that pretty hard, mm-hmm. which is yeah, and, rare, and, understandably. Yeah, and the thing is, like, I had already had a vague idea of what the deal with the meta narrative. Like, I knew going in that, like, this is a game that had a reboot at some point, but I didn't really know the details when I started. So... When they started talking about, like, oh, these these adventurers that saved us from the apocalypse, but then they disappeared, and we don't remember their names or faces, and that's weird. Like, at that point, I started thinking, well, okay, is that just the explanation for 1.0, or is this going to come back? And uh, I think turns it, out both. Turns yeah, out both. I was going <laughs> to say, we might not want to talk any further on that point. I was thinking about kind of bringing up some more stuff about that, but I think that actually constitutes a legit spoiler. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh... I've really enjoyed it. Um, just gonna throw that out there to people that, like, you can play for free up to level 35, which is a pretty significant chunk of the game. Yeah, yeah you'll, and, be, and, you'll and, be able to tell if you like that game based off of that, I feel. And I will want to, I do want to say to you, like, when we say level 35, in that game, like, one, one of the cool things about Final Fantasy XIV is that with one character, you can be every single class, and they all have their own independent levels. So that's level 35 with every class. And you start off the game with, like, God, uh, let's see, there's, there's, like, Gladiator, Arcanist, like, there's, 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 like, there's two healing classes, two tank classes, and, like, five DPS, something like that. Yeah, as, as I recall, as I recall, each, each starting city has, like, three possible jobs, except one of the starting city has a fourth one that pops up at a certain part in the story, Mm -hmm. uh, because that was actually added later. Like yeah. through yeah. Rogue is not a starting class, but you can get it in like one of the starting areas. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, so you can do any of those. And plus, there's all there's like five crafting class, five. Uh, it's like three gathering classes and five crafting classes, I think. Yeah, four of so this- four of whom make like armor, and one of them is like cooking, and like food's a thing in that game. So, if you really like leveling up classes, there's a lot of content in that game for like the free version, um, and even more so if you get like the full one. It sounds like we're yeah. trying to sell it, and I mean, like, I am a little bit because I really like the game. Kinda, yeah, I mean, like, I really like it. Um, and like, listen, like, I'm not, I'm not gonna, like, I'm not gonna try and tell Matt, like, hey, man, you should jump back in because, like, obviously, if he didn't like it the first time, he's not gonna like it this yeah, time. Yeah, and unfortunately, I, I don't think there's kind of a way to get around the reasons I didn't like it. It's... Yeah, I would imagine they have made changes and improvements over the course of this game's lifespan, but also, oh, yeah. like, like. 
uh, for reference, in case someone's listening to this in like the the way in the future or whatever, like Stormblood just dropped a few months ago, uh, mm-hmm. and Matt played up to Heaven's Word, so that's at most two years ago from where we're at. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I think that that sounds about right. Yeah, they've like and they've undoubtedly made like improvements, but the thing is, I, I know for a fact like they didn't ch- what the game I want to play requires them to like fundamentally redesign how that game handles combat and they are obviously not going to do that a because it would take an enormous amount of work with basically no payoff and b because the game they want to make they pretty much already had core wise and like fundamentally they pretty much had down pat they've made like balance changes added classes etc added content and that's all good and I, i i mean that that is all good but that that doesn't that doesn't fix the specific issues I had with that game. I mean, definitely you should be had to work within the bounds of what was going on with 1.0. Because, like, I have, uh, out of curiosity, gone back and looked, and there's this uh, video series called, like, Remnants of a Realm. Uh, oh, yeah, where, that thing's super good. Yeah, that, like, uh, talks about some of the stuff that's, like, weird holdovers from 1.0, stuff from 1.0 that's not around anymore. They don't really go into a deep dive into the narrative, although that's apparently something they're planning on doing eventually, and I, I hope they do, because I want to know more about the story. Uh <laughs> But, like, apparently there's, like, little things where, like, uh, they had to hold on to all of the items people had. So, like, there's systems in that game that are still lingering but are effectively useless. Like, uh, under the new system, because, like, the the, the old version of the game 1.0 was, like, so graphically taxing that, like, even really good computers were still, like, really, really framey and things like that. Uh, And part of the things they did to sort of simplify the graphical style was they reduced the number of, like, cosmetic items your person could be wearing. So, like, belts went from an actual thing you would see your character wear to just a stat thing, but everyone still had all the belts. Um, But I I remember there's, like... Yeah, one of the weirdest things I ran into, and I would have been so confused by it if M hadn't been walking me through it, when you make a (laughs) character, uh, depending on, like, what race you pick and, like, what like month your character is born in and like what your associated deity is and all this stuff. There's like all these tiny little like elemental stat boosts that like, yeah, apparently they were all, they were all over the place in 1.0 and they made things like needlessly complicated. And they were just like, listen, we can't erase those stats. The items are still in the game. Like it would break everything if we just remove those stats. So what we're going to do is we're going to change the way the numbers are interpreted by the, by like, you know, into the data and just make them negligible. Is just that what that's about? Because yeah, when yeah, I was, yeah. Those when like I was the lightning, like, wind, all that's like the the dark affinities and stuff at the character creator. Yeah, and, like those stats are still there. They're still there, but like they've deliberately designed it so that like those stats are there, but they effectively do nothing. Yeah, because it's like oh, you get like a five point boost to your strength. It's like great. A green piece of gear at like level thirty gives you like. 30 for 40 extra strength and by the time you hit like end cap gear 5 or whatever the fuck it even gives you it's so <laughs> negligible it borders on like completely laughable yeah and the, well the thing is like because be, and like they they set up the system like i think the numbers get as high as like the 500s in those stats because again yep. these are stats that ha- they have to accommodate people who were like the original 1.0 version of the end game but like again they they need these stats to not do anything anymore yeah, but so many of the but like they're they're on the characters and they're on many of the items because again any they didn't want any of the 1.0 players to lose all their shit. So there's tons of stuff still in the game that doesn't do anything really. Um, <laughs> well, like it's no, it's, gear, it's why you have to do, it's why you have stuff. to it's just like, that spe- those specific stats are basically negligible. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, 
like it's it's why it's why retainers are a thing still. Is because there was an old shitty item system where you had to like hire a retainer to hold your stuff so you could sell things. You couldn't just go to the market board. God, Vanilla Fourteen was such a piece of fucking shit. <laughs> like it's it's this so is wild. The same like Square that put out like Final Fantasy Thirteen as well. It's yeah. I cut, I cut you off. Sorry. Go ahead. Um. Also, no, 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 it's it's fine. But like that's that's what's so fascinating about uh, Remnants of a Realm, and it gets more fascinating. Like because sometimes I'll rewatch it because I'm bored at work. And, like, I'm getting further and further into the, the current version of the game. And, like, I'll notice more and more things of, like, oh, that's how that used to work? Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Who thought this was a good idea? Um, The like, brain geniuses over at Square Enix. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, they're talking about the fact that, like, you had to use a very slowly recharging resource to teleport around. Yeah. Oh, and, like... Like, when Evan and I are playing, and we're mostly just pushing our way through the story, like, we're teleporting everywhere. Like, we're teleporting here and there and just fucking, just all over the place, all willy-nilly. And, like, it costs gold to teleport yeah. now, but, like, it's base currency in an MMO. It's not worth yeah, much it's, anyway. It's like a like hundred something gil, and you have, like, a hundred thousand on you, so it's, like, whatever. And, like, yeah, like, there's another thing in the game called hunting logs, and if you hunting logs will take you like all over the world and to different regions to like hunt these specific monsters and if we didn't have teleportation that would be like the worst thing in the world (laughs) just trying to like run around everywhere like it's like yeah there's a lot of running around in that game there's a lot of times in the game where it'll be like hey um go to this one country and talk to this one guy and then go to a completely different country and talk to this other guy and if teleporting wasn't a thing you could do like on the fly that would that would be hell (laughs) I will say, uh, one good thing, and I assume this is something that they've adjusted as time has gone on, is they make it very easy. I mean, Em and I have done side stuff and we've gotten distracted, but they make it very easy to, like, if you're joining now and you just want to get to Stormblood, you can basically blaze through the story without having to do really anything else to level up. Occasionally you'll hit a brick wall that's like, hey, 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 you're like a level short, go run a dungeon or two. All right, we don't want you to be t- like we're trying to get you through this, but we don't want you to be too underleveled already. You know, maybe maybe go do some side content, but for the <laughs> most part, you can just kind of just push right on through. Yeah, I'm. They'll like, even like give you they'll even give you armor for wherever you need to be and shit as you go, just by doing the story. Mm-hmm. The story gives you a lot of like it's, it's probably the best way to level up is to just play a story, honestly, and like um and, and that becomes kind of like a thing when you are playing your alternate classes, which don't have the story. To level you up. So it gets a little bit like... That's kind of what the side quests are for. Is for like your alternate classes to like go do a side quest. And then you get you get uh, your experience from that. And then you're good. Um, I had another thought. But keep on going because I forgot it. <laughs> oh, I, was, I was actually about to say... Uh, Matt and I have done a lot of talking so far. But uh, M, do you have anything you want to add? Uh, before we move on to another game? Um... I, like, I, I've, I've played a lot of MMOs. I've, I've tried a lot of them. Like I've played WoW. I've played like a lot of free ones like Terra and like... Uh, I tried to Guild Wars. I, I used to play Ragnarok Online. That was that was the only other MMO I played as much as I played FF14 as Ragnarok Online back in the day. And Final Fantasy XIV is the first one to like really capture my attention <laughs> and play it for like I've never played an MMO to level sixty before. That's like that's just I always get I always play like um, twenty levels and get bored. But FF14 has hooked me, and I think a big part of that is that the storyline is very like robust. Like I, I I was playing WoW, and you just like skip for. Through, I mean, majority of players who play WoW skip through all the quest dialogue because it's all just like text and it's really easy to avoid. But the way Final Fantasy XIV presents its story makes it a little bit more accessible. 
and then eventually gets becomes a very good story that you just want to pay attention to. So yeah. like, like that's yeah, kind of the the Final Fantasy angle of the whole thing, really. <laughs> yeah, like, I would say Final Fantasy fourteen is pro- if like if you're a Final Fantasy fan, you'll probably get some enjoyment out of fourteen just as a game, like, as a single player experience. You'll probably get some enjoyment out of it. I'd say it's a lot more fun to play with friends. That's probably a big reason why I've been playing so much is because I do have Mike to play with. Like we both play together and it's a really fun thing to do together and yeah it's uh it's a great time and uh i yeah i very much enjoy the game (laughs) so so before we jump into the uh the the massively multiplayer but not necessarily rpg game that we were one to talk about do either of you have any like any other mmos you have an experience with that you want to talk about i have experience with tons of mmos some in passing some more involved oh god (laughs) um you don't have to you don't have to list them all, but like is there anything you wanna you wanna talk about? Okay, so the MMO I am most familiar with would definitely have to be RuneScape. Okay. Uh, I am not at all familiar with RuneScape. How's that work? RuneScape for me is a weird game because I can't actually in good faith tell you it's a very good The game itself at this point is more or less an institution, right? RuneScape was the game that would run on anything. It had a super cheap subscription fee, so even if you couldn't pay for a WoW sub, you could probably get a RuneScape sub, and even if you couldn't get a sub, the game was free-to-play, so it was sort of became, like, the de facto free-to-play MMO, or fuck, like, yeah, back before free-to-play MMOs were even really a thing. Um, probably around 2005, 2006 was when I started playing it. That was when a lot of people started playing that game. And, yeah, I don't... Uh, because okay. because RuneScape probably warrants its own episode, I won't go too in, into too much more detail, but I'll say this. Despite being a really bad game, um, it, by a lot of conventional metrics, like, the game looks terrible because it's it's a Flash game. Although it actually looks quite good for a Flash game. Um, the combat in that game is pretty much non-existent. It's literally quit, click and wait and just let it auto-resolve. Um, RuneScape is really good in a bunch of ways that are very unorthodox, and it actually creates a game that I think, despite being bad in a lot of conventional ways, actually has a lot of redeeming qualities and gets things right that even, like, big-budget, like, larger MMOs get wrong. And I'll kind of lead up, leave off with that, because my feelings on RuneScape are complicated, and yeah. Okay, uh, M? I said before, I played a lot of Rhinoch Online back in the day. Uh, that, that was a that was a pretty fun game. I tried replaying that like recently ish, and oh my, I have no idea how I I messed. I don't know how I got around in that game. It, it has this like isometric uh, view where like you 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 have two D sprites as your characters and three D environments, and, and it's like it makes it's it's a pretty it's a pretty good look. But now trying to navigate in that is just like I don't know how I ever did that. But um. One thing I liked about MMOs back in the day was the, like, I think Matt said earlier, like, FF11 is a really hard game. Like, they were harder games, and you had to, like, you pretty much had to group to survive, and I kind of missed that with MMOs, but I also understand why they would get rid of it, because you could essentially couldn't play FF11 solo. Like, you would just get your ass kicked <laughs> if you tried to like play by yourself in any oh. significant difficulty portion of the game. Oh yeah. Like, At Final Fantasy eleven, like Valcom Dunes, once you got there, that game ended as a solo game. You were grouping or you were done playing that fucking game. Yeah, Full like stop. And and like and Renner Online, like I I remember like just because of the way MMOs worked back then, like you would you would run around and kill two or three monsters 
like, okay, well, I'm going to die if I find another one. So you have to sit down for like, for like literally real life five minutes and then like get back up and fight three more monsters and then rest again, unless you were like stacked to the brim of potions. So like back in the day, you'd be like, oh, I, I need a healer. Like I, I need a healer with me or I can't level up significantly. Or it, I used to play a healer back then too. I play one now. I play a white mage in Final Fantasy 14, but it was just a really fun thing to do where you'd run around and like heal random people and they'd be like oh my god thanks and be so happy because like you just saved them three minutes like and now they can go do some more fighting like it was um a lot more like random acts of uh uh, yeah player interaction that were like really fun and i kind of missed that but um i can understand why we took it out because it's just like it's just not people like the solo games you don't want to have to like plan every single time you play a game so i i get it why they like changed how things work in MMOs today, and I, and I do like it. And there's still a little bit of that in this game. Like, there's a thing called Fates in FF14, which are just, like, random quests that, sh- that pop up on the map that, like, everyone can kind of work together to defeat and other things like that. Like, I think the other day I was playing um uh, a new character playing an early quest line that was quite difficult to do by myself, and some random healer ran up and helped me out, and it was kind of cool. Like, so it still does happen, but it's not as, like often as it used to yeah it's not as impactful yeah but it's it's still fun yeah and that's actually kind of one of the things that i do also miss from older mmos and it's a good thing that they've ultimately i feel it's a good thing that it's kind of they kind of don't do that anymore and you have a lot more agency as a solo player because yeah yeah because yeah like it wasn't that fun and right around line when you were playing a swordsman by yourself and you killed like three pourings and i'm like okay time to break (laughs) yeah (laughs) and it wasn't really super fun in final fantasy 11 either when you were playing white mage and you needed to group up to do anything yeah like white mages were they had no offensive capabilities yeah they were they were totally like soloing with that class you you just didn't do it past a certain point and all that shit kind of sucked but at the same time it also really did like form this real sense of community in those games and i really feel that that is kind of absent from a lot of modern mmos i have no fucking idea how you fix this problem by the way (laughs) yeah Um, no totally because like the alternative is in my mind definitely worse i i guess you could argue that in i i could see a specific person thinking that like modern mmos are worse using that excuse and while i wouldn't agree with that i'd at least understand it because yeah. I do feel that something has been lost that can't really easily be replaced, but I would yeah, s- yeah. I'd say one way to fix it is just to make it so that you could play for the story with other people and have it work. Because like that's one downside that we've experienced with FF14 is that me, me and Michael will be playing throughout the story together, and then we'll get to uh, a, 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 an act, a solo like an event, yeah. an event. And it's like it's like you can only do this by yourself, and I'm like, but I want to play with Mike. Yeah. Like why? This is a massively multiplayer online game, isn't it? It's multiplayer. Like it, it, it stops happening so much later on in the game, and there still is a lot of multiplayer in the game. But it does kind of suck that every now and then we got to split up to do an event. Yeah, like it happened a lot. A, a lot era. of the, a lot of the community stuff is either in like the guilds that you get into, um, or the 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 late game raids, which we haven't really gotten to yet because uh, we've had to. There's there's like raids and stuff associated with Realm Reborn and Heavensward, but we've had to kind of skip past them because uh, we want to catch up on the story first. The 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 thing with with how they've set up the story is it's set up so that once you've done a mission, you can't do that mission again. 
um, which makes sense for how narrative driven the game is. But it because of that, they kind of they make it so that like Emily and I are never really doing missions together. We just happen to be doing the same mission at the same time. Yeah. And sometimes the way they've set up, like if there's combat, it'll only it'll only spawn like one set of enemies if we're doing the same mission at the same time. And at least thanks, thank God for that. But like, it, we're not we're just sort of playing through a single player campaign at the same time. Yeah. It's it's a it's a weird roundabout like quasi let's play. I don't know. It's it's I don't know how else to describe it. Like we're just sort of going through it at the same time. We're traveling around together. We're watching the same cutscenes at the same time, but we're not yeah, really like, like yeah. We're like the same role in the same the story. Like we're both the chosen one, warrior of light in our own little world, but like concurrently at the same time. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I I do still. And we've mentioned this uh, before while we were playing. I do love the way that they handle the supposed chosen one thing. Mm-hmm. It's like they kind of set up in the in the canon, like in the very opening like cutscene that like yeah, you're you're a chosen one. You're not necessarily the chosen one yeah there's plenty of chosen ones <laughs> but you you do happen to be one of them and you get all the benefits and burdens that come with that mm-hmm. just you know bear in mind you're not necessarily the only chosen one yeah there's, there's like a few quests where it's like uh like the what the white mage storyline like you're supposed to be the only white mage who isn't a pagel which is a separate race that you can't even make as a character so you're, you're supposed to be the only white mage but clearly you're not there's like tons of people who are white mages but like the way the plot works it's almost like everyone has their alternate realities they have but in the same area and it's kind of weird but it works um yeah i, w- I will say they do actually <laughs> they definitely want to give you the like i'm a special snowflake kind of thing and that does feel good to do but i will say to their credit they do a lot of interesting things with that, and that's it. And yeah. this kind of ties into why things get so good when you get to Heavensward, because in the early going of the game, it's basically a, a standard JRPG. You're the chosen one. Gather some fucking crystals. I don't know, whatever MacGuffins, and then fucking fight the evil empire, and you're good to go. And then you do that. You fight the evil empire. You don't completely destroy them, but you leave a bit of a power vacuum, and you save the day. And it's like, okay, great. You're the chosen one. You're a beloved celebrity uh, all across the kingdom. You've beaten back the evil empire for now. There's ancient evils and stuff, but you've beaten some of them. You're 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 riding high. What now? Hey, chosen one, you want to deal with a refugee crisis? Yeah, basically, it's like <laughs> it, it does <laughs> a couple of refugee crises. Crises, Actually, even. yeah. Like it does a really good job of like you know it, it it's that kind of thing. It's like hey, congratulations, you're fucking like. You're you're basically Final Fantasy Harry Potter or whatever. Like you're you're the most powerful, most specialist person in the world. But also like you can defeat the evil demons, chosen one. But can you defeat inefficient government bureaucracy? <laughs> I, I would I yeah. would compare it a bit to like Avatar: The Last Airbender, where like you're you're the Avatar, but you also have to deal with a bunch of bullshit. Like besides like the the major like save the world quest. Yeah, and it's great because like they, they do a lot of the fun. things where like you'll you'll meet you'll meet kind of both of the extremes of the way people can react to that. You'll meet people who fucking love you and everything you've done, and people who hate your fucking guts and think it's just think the whole like prophecy and shit is just horse shit. The fuck yeah. is wrong with you, chosen one? <laughs> um, and, and on on the gameplay side of things, but I want to say one more thing about FF14 before we move on to something else. But I, I do like the level syncing feature where like 
I, I mentioned the fates before. You can do those at any level, no matter what area you're in. If you're like a level sixty and you're running in the in the beginning area and there's a fate, you can go and fight the fate and level sink down to that level to fight the fate and and fight with like lower level players and and kind of like work together. Which and it also works for dungeons where like you can do any dungeon at any level. You're just gonna be level sink down. I mean, I played WoW. There would be a part where it's like, okay, well, I guess I'll never do that dungeon again because I've already gotten past that level cap so i'm I, there's there's i can't go back and do that so there'd be no way to interact with like a my with friends who got into the game and um are starting a new character besides also starting a new character so yeah. it's kind of nice that you can just in, still interact with with newbies as a high level character just yeah, yeah like this this is a level 40 challenge you're level 67 if you to enter this challenge, we're going to rewind you to forty temporarily. Like that's the only way we're yeah. going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to make it so that you gain more experience than you originally did when you did this. So you're still like getting something out of it, but like you're going to be rewound while this is happening, mm-hmm. and that is nice. Um, and they also and like the the duty roulette uh, along those lines is a really nice system. It's basically like, hey, for an additional reward, I'm just going to jump into a dungeon. I don't care which one. And it gets it puts veterans into the same queue as with people who are maybe playing through for the first time and you know need people to be matched with on this older content. And like I know if that system wasn't in place, you and I would have had a really hard time catching up. Mm-hmm. I mean, like um, DPS already have a really hard time catching up. Luckily, me and Mike are playing a healer and tank. Oh, that, yeah, that is one thing I did want to mention. I did I did want to mention, uh, hun. I know you love healing, and I I love mm-hmm. tanking. I love being tanks. Just in general, Matt, you can mm-hmm. even attest to this. Yes. You've played games with me. Yeah, uh, I like playing tanks. I like playing aggressive tanks. I love playing Ares in Smite. Uh, you know, uh, I love being. I well, before he got reworked and, and nerfed into the ground, I love being Roadhog in, uh, in Overwatch. <laughs> I love I love being aggressive tanky support characters. When you, in FF14, if you were a tank, you are king shit of fuck mountain. Like, <laughs> you get the best cues. Uh, when you get randomly matchmade with people in a party, you're basically the one in charge. Like the golden rule is follow the tank, mm-hmm. and if you can't keep up with the tank, you're just in the dust. Uh, like <laughs> I fucking love it. It is it is, and, and like and, and like M can attest to this, having played a healer all her life. Like when you're a support <laughs> character, it could be it can be a really thankless job, just in general. Whether whether it takes the form of like a healer character or a tank character or like any other kind of support, a turret character. Like if you're the support character. What you're doing is important, but it's kind of a thankless job. Not an FF14. If you're the tank, you are the most important person on the face of the goddamn earth, and everyone knows it. And I love it. Um, I, I do wish, just for Emily's sake, I do wish healers got a bit more recognition. But it is very nice I, to actually. It's fine. It is very nice to to be to pick the tank, which is again like it's like healers get a lot of shit as it is, but I think tanks kind of even more is sort of a thankless job because like. At the very least, if sometimes when you heal someone, they'll say thank you. No yeah. one thanks a tank after they block X amount of damage. Yeah, it doesn't like, happen. Thanks for taking that hit, buddy. It doesn't really happen because that's all yeah, you're doing it, is taking no, hits. Like, and at least like you you can you can like measure on the scoreboard like oh here's how much healing I did. Look how much I contributed. You can't really do that. You can't measure how much aerial area denial a tank did. Like you can't. <laughs> it just if it just it feels good to for once get some yeah. semblance. Of praise for what I done did, you yeah. know. FF fourteen is a commendation system, and tanks are the most regularly commendated uh, class in that game. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, in any case, we have gone on at length about FF fourteen. It's already yeah. been about forty minutes, and I do want to talk about at least one other game. Uh, Matt, 
Uh, would that one other game happen to be a game called Warframe? Why, yes, it would. Uh, the uh, Digital Extremes third-person shoot 'em, shoot 'em and loot 'em up. Uh, Space Ninja Viking video game. The game that, that you had... play in third person and yeah. you shoot people. You shoot so so many fucking people. And it had like ten unique trailers on the game video game awards last night. Oh, did it? Not I ten, didn't see that. but it had yeah. a lot of. It had a lot. That of game is four trailers. years old and it's getting trailers on the fucking video game awards. So, <laughs> so here's why I wanted to bring this up because Matt and I used to play a lot of of Warframe. I still uh, I, play Warframe occasionally, actually. Oh, okay. I haven't yeah. played it in a while, but I did love what I played of it, and I do want to get back into it. I, again, I'm kind of thinking of starting over, so just making an alt and playing with Emily from the beginning because I don't think you've played it at all. No, I haven't. Um, but like. What's wild about Warframe, and to be fair, to be clear, this is not an MMORPG. This is a massively multiplayer game, but it is like it is a loot 'em up, shoot 'em up game. Um, there's tons of people playing. There's an in-game economy. There's all this shit that you associate with mass- massively multiplayer games. It's basically what if Destiny was free and not garbage. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know Julia's gonna. Li- I know Julia's gonna listen to this, and she's gonna get real mad at me. I, I, um, like, I like Destiny Two well enough. I, I've played a little <laughs> bit of that. I like it. Destiny. <laughs> okay, so Destiny Two is in the weird situation where, on like the gunplay and a bunch of things about that game are actually really, really good. But holy fucking shit, if like Active Blizzard isn't doing everything in their power to make me hate that game as much as humanly fucking possible. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, but sorry, I cut you off. It, no, 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 no. It's fine. I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad you clarified all that stuff. Uh, I was mostly just going to insult Destiny and then let Julie get yell at me later. Um, <laughs> but so, effectively, it is this free run and gun, loot 'em, shoot 'em uh, kind of game. And what's weird about it is not unlike FF14, it is a game that at launch received very middling reviews and was considered not a very good game. And Honestly, probably wasn't a very good game at launch, considering all the stuff they've added to it. Like they've added added a lot of features and content that I would imagine probably sucked. The game probably sucked when they weren't there. But like, it is a game that it didn't do a hard reboot, but they have continually patched it and continually added content to it for like four years now. And at some point, I'm not sure exactly when it happened. It was more of a snowball thing than someone flipping a switch. But at some point, it exploded back onto the scene. Like. Everyone is talking about Warframe now. It's one of the most played games on Steam. It's one of the most watched games on Twitch. They're getting trailers for the most recent content on the fucking video game awards, which is not a prestigious thing, but you have to spend a lot of fucking money to advertise on that thing because it's basically the ads show. Oh, yeah. There was... It was just ads. I love Death (laughs) Stranding, by the way. I was pretty much just there for, like, Death Stranding because what the fuck is that game? Holy shit. (laughs) Yeah, Rippin' Pastrami Schick Hydrobot. I can't believe they didn't bring him back. Fucking, I'm... You say that ironically, I'm actually kind of sad the Schick Hydrobot didn't I kind of back. too. It's, it's, it is A, so incredibly stupid, and B, <laughs> such... Just, it is such a naked representation of just capitalistic excess and the video game industry. Like, holy shit. Like, all the stuff we talk about, Activision Blizzard and fucking loot boxes and all that shit, and just how fucking wretched, like, the industry is, and indeed all of capitalism is, but, like, nothing compares to the fucking, fucking disposable razor robot mascot at this fucking video game awards show. 
God. And this, the segments fucking of the host having to stop and turn and, like, talk to this thing. Talk to the fucking chick hydrobot. Yeah, like it's like it's a fucking beloved mascot. It's 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 like the host of the children's show turning to talk to Mickey Mouse. It's like so, Chic Hydrobot. What do you, what do you got to say to all the gamers today? <laughs> Hi, kids. Even had a voice. I, did the Chic you know? Hydrobot talk? I don't think I don't Chic think Hydrobot it did. ever. Talked. No, it, it, Chic Hydrobot did not talk. I kind of wish it did. It just but like the host just turns to the Chic Hydrobot and is just like, "Hello there, Chic Hydrobot, friend of the gamers who is real and also my friend because I am a gamer. How are you doing?" <laughs> the the Chic Hydrobot didn't talk, but it spoke. <laughs> it spoke to all of us. <laughs> you know, okay, here's the thing. We shit on the Chic Hydrobot really really hard. But honestly, from a marketing standpoint, that thing was gold because we're still talking about the goddamn Chic Hydrobot. <laughs> I mean, it we're still talking about us. the Chic Hydrobot in the same way we're t- still talking about Shrek. Like, <laughs> no one, no one is, no one's going out to rent Shrek because of all the fucking <laughs> internet memes. We're not going out to buy razors because of the Chic Hydrobot. I mean, I guess, but we're still talking about this and on a podcast to a presumable audience of our friends and family, even. But An still. audience of, of Julie. Yeah. Essentially. <laughs> Hello again, Julie. Hi. Um, so. <laughs> How about uh, that Destiny fuck. 2, huh? That shit. Yeah. Shit's pretty I mean, fun. it can't be that good if it doesn't have Shik Hydrobot in it. <laughs> is Shik Hydrobot a skin in Destiny yet? I mean, Come. Activision would do that. Holy fuck. That would be. No, if they put the fucking Shik Hydrobot in Destiny 2, that would actually be amazing. <laughs> I wouldn't complain. I really. It, it gets a fucking special move where it slashes with its its head. Yeah, it, like and like as the monsters and... die, they go, "Oh, I'm oh, dead, fu- but my face is so smooth." Oh, it's fucking like sprint animation as it slides around on its head using its fucking specialized gel lube strip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And as as it, as it rolls, there's a voiceover like in the commercial, like Shik Hydro, give you whatever the, the voice says in those commercials. Like, we're basically like a- just doing a shit commercial at this point. I think you're right. Um, yeah, no, I was dead serious when I said like the Shik Hydro bot was marketing gold. The people who came up with that thing did their fucking jobs really, really well because we are still talking. Did they? We're still talking. Did they, did they at fluke? Length. Did they fluke? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it may have been a fluke, but it's a fluke that worked. I don't know if they made okay, that. So like, people are going to meme the fuck out of this. <laughs> yeah, let's... No, I, I think on some level they had to know. Well, actually, no, no. You know what? You're right. Probably this, the, the dude in Mark is just like, keep, people are going to think this is cool. This, this, this is, is the what gamers thing want, ever. Right? This is what these computer nerds want. They want a robot <laughs> whose face is a disposable razor. And then in actuality, what happened is it's like, so can I use like a tiny version of the Shikhyde robots to shave my balls and scrotum and shit? Or like, how does how does the Shikhyde robot handle that? We want, we want to sell video <laughs> games with our manly razors. What's a girl gamer? I don't know. <laughs> I, I will say that like, <laughs> okay, we should we should talk about we should stop talking about the VGAs. But the VGAs last night, like there was like a lot of there was like a there was a few different times where like there was a female developer, there was like uh, female uh, actresses who got like some awards, and they did like a a spot on Carol Shaw, who's like a, a foundational like video game developer, like female game, game developer. Yeah, so, I mean they they did do some kind of stuff with like women last night that was kind of okay. No, and like good. <sighs> Those rewards. I don't want to give them too been... much credit. I just want to say, like, they did. 
And I mean, like, the previous <laughs> rewards, they actually, like, put Konami on blast for being, like, super shitty. I don't think the people behind those awards have bad intentions. In fact, quite to yeah. the contrary, they actually seem like they're pretty level-headed. The f- thing about it is they're also, like, the game industry awards. Game industry's bullshit. Oh, the game industry's a dumpster fire. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's something a lot of people talk about is I, I do believe, in my heart of hearts, that Jeff Keighley really earnestly does want to create an award show that brings some prestige to games as an art form. Yes. I do think he cares about that. He just, he's, su- he's stuck between a rock and a hard place. Like, he's he's effectively, like, like, he, like, he's managed to wrangle, like, in awards for, like, voice acting and writing, because, by God, we have to have some of these things that are an art form, and he managed to wrangle in the fucking horribly named Games for Impact category, because, by God, we have to at least... Treat this treat games as an art form in at least one goddamned category. There's mm-hmm. there's a there's a fucking best Chinese game category that the, and there's no That's... category for any other country or reason. The only reason that award exists is so that is because Tencent is streaming the awards in China, and the only way, reason they would agree to do that is if there's specifically a China category and award. I was just about to ask why the hell. Like I'm not complaining. Yeah, no, I, I saw I saw that and went, "What the hell? Like, what is the deal with this?" And I asked around, and someone said, "Oh, Tencent." Oh, and then you were like, "Oh, okay, never mind. Um, that just makes sense." And then another another award that they have that was kind of cool on stage was um, best student game. Um, yeah. So it was like uh, people like in I, I guess they've always done that award, but it, it wasn't. It's not usually a stage award. So, and was, this year was a stage award, and that's kind of cool. And they also one award that was kind of baffling though was best esports player, where we're like, uh, yeah, because like, esports what? players are supposed <laughs> to also kind of be personalities. It, but it's, okay, it's but just like, kind of a BS category, like uh, like up there with best like whatever fucking okay, but, trendsetter uh, uh, or best YouTuber, whatever they call that category. And then also, okay. like, most anticipated game is the most horseshit category. But, but just, but just like, the thing about best esports player is, like, that's, like, having, like, best sportsman. And then, like, having, like, everybody in that pool from football, baseball, yeah. uh, soccer, in, hockey. In fairness, like, every they, esport game is, like, so different. And, like, and I was a really good tweet last night where it's, like... Best esport ga- gamer doesn't like uh, doesn't like the tournaments decide that like who wins. Actually, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to counter that. ESPN does have awards for like athlete of the year and things like that, and uh, that award tends to involve things like humanitarian work off the field and things like that. Okay, so okay. I guess yeah. Oh, fine. You got me. Touche. <laughs> Anyways, this isn't about the VGAs. This this is episode. It's about no. We we barely no, started talking about, about Warframe. This is about, this is about the Shikata a lot. Uh, Matt, can you please start talking about Warframe for a little bit? I'm kind of dying right now. <laughs> okay, so Warframe is the Looty Tooty shoot. We already went through the fucking introduction. How the fuck did we get on the VGAs and the Shikata? It's because there was a lot of Warframe stuff at the VGAs. So. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was the get... thing. In, in between, oh, right, in between yes. Hideo Kojima bringing my nightmares to life and fucking <laughs> uh, ad trailers for the, whatever the fuck Nintendo's doing right now, there were like 5,000 trailers for uh, Warframe. Yeah, there were like 5,000 trailers for Warframe. That game is pretty good or has become pretty good at some point or another. And I Also, think sorry, not to drag us back, but I kind of fucking love that Hideo Kojima, like, 
under the guise of making a video game, has gotten to do all kinds of mocap shit with all the actors and directors in Hollywood that he wants to fuck. Uh, so uh, I don't, really you know, bad. I don't think he wants to fuck him. I genuinely think his intentions are entirely platonic. He, no, he looks, he looks so adorable on stage, like next to Guillermo del Toro. Like he looked so happy. He's just like, yeah, it's like Guillermo he wants, del Toro. He wants to make a movie where fucking uh, uh, Norman Reedus is fucking giving birth. To Mads Mikkelsen, uh, while Guillermo <laughs> del Toro uh, fucking performs the C-section. That mm. might actually happen in that fucking movie <laughs> that we've seen. Like that, the fact you say that is a joke, but honestly, given everything we've seen of that game, I give there. I think there's like a two percent chance that winds up happening, which Thumbs isn't up. a lot, admittedly, but it's higher than you would expect. Still, anyway, like. There's been so many trailers. I'm not. In, I'm sorry. I'm not entirely convinced Hideo Kojima is actually making a video game right now. I think that's actually reasonable, and I say this as a person who likes that dude in his work. Typically, um, what the fuck is that? Do we just want to talk about like Death Stranding? Do, no. do we? Do we okay. just, like, no. fully because we keep the... going back to like fucking the god. Sorry, game sorry. Chords. Warframe. Warframe. Sorry about Warframe. <laughs> Warframe. Looty shooty shooty game. Made by Digital Extremes, it's the follow-up to Dark Sector. Remember Dark Everyone's Sector? favorite game, Dark Sector, yeah. Yeah. Wait, it's a bad really? shit video game. Yes. Like the, the, is that the... Yeah. Okay, am I am I misremembering that Dark Sector is a game where you have that thing you throw? Like no. Nope. star thing? Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. No. Warframe is I a no future sequel to Dark Sector. Because that... I can't remember exactly what his name was, but the protagonist's name... Of that game, his last name was Tenno. Do you want to guess what all the ninjas are called? Tenno's? Do you want to guess what one of their, like, signature fucking weapons is? It's a giant shuriken thing. Yup. That's amazing. I love the this. The infection in that game is heavily implied to be in, like, the same, like, evolved form of the infection from Dark Sector. It's a fucking far future dark sector sequel. That's hilarious. It's it's the wildest shit. It's it's like it's like if someone you know walked up to you one day and said, "Hey, did you know that Star Trek actually takes place centuries in the future in the same universe as the fucking Jeffersons?" And it's like <laughs> what? And you're like, and it's like, no, that's bullshit. And then there are like actual like tangible connections between those two series that you can't overlook. Like, canonical connections. It's like, oh, <laughs> holy shit. Could you imagine what the pitches for Warframe must have looked like back in the day? We want to make an MMO shooter sequel to the smash hit video games that the so, kids love, <laughs> Dark Sector. I actually found out recently, work on Warframe started before Dark Sector. They tried to pitch Dark Sector and no one would... Uh, sorry, they tried to pitch Warframe and no one would take it. So, like, Dark Sector was their attempt at making something a bit more easy to pitch to guys in suits. But they were wanting to wow. make Warframe the whole time. That's, wow. You were actually, like, yeah. fucking shattering my worldview right now. Yeah, it's, oh, it's fucking wild. Uh, anyway, point is, it's a very fun game. It's kind of like Diablo, but a shooter. It's kind of, it, it, I could just say it's like Destiny. You know, People actually, know you know Destiny. what it's like, Mike? It's like Fantasy Star. If Fantasy Star had combat, that Ooh. wasn't, like, completely fucking garbage. I mean, trash. I love Fantasy Star, so that sounds good. He's talking about Fantasy Star Online, just to be yeah. clear. Yes. Yes. Oh, I know. Star Online, yes. Oh, I know. I, I love Fantasy Star Online. It's great. There is technically a Fantasy Star not online. 
And then nope. there's nothing like that. I there's a lot of Fantasy Star that's not online. There's like four, five, there's yeah, like the, four the, Fantasy Star games. The weird thing about Fantasy Star. thing about Fantasy Star. Three of them are Genesis. The weird thing about Fantasy Star and like its legacy being so dominated thoroughly, so thoroughly dominated by Fantasy Star Online. Fantasy Star was actually like a fairly prestigious, just like standard MMO series before online happened. But then, MMO? like, online happened, and that's wait, wait, the reason... Wait, 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 you mean it's an RPG a- series, right? You said MMO series. Oh, fuck, sorry, I'm really <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's like okay. a fairly standard, like, JRPG, but it was, like, a pretty prestigious, like, JRPG yeah, I fucking series. love Fantasy Star, back to- Fantasy Star 4. is one of my favorite games. Yeah, no, Fantasy <laughs> yeah. Star 4 is, like, a really good Final Fantasy-style MMO. Now, yeah, it's kind of like, going back to a previous example, it's like if <laughs> FF14 hit it big, and then the rest of the Final Fantasy series, like, people just stopped caring about it altogether... And people just started going like, yeah, I play Final Fantasy. I don't know why the 14's on the end, though. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we got a... Sorry, I got us a little off track. It, it reminds me of that because it's like semi-randomized levels and like specific tile sets where you go in and you shoot lots of mooks and bad dudes and you get all the loot and you kind of just repeat that gameplay loop over and over and over. Um, The, diff- the new one expansion of the looks different, but we'll see how that works. Y- yeah, one of the things about Warframe, in my opinion, that makes it so damn good, however, is Warframe has maybe the best progression system ever put into an MMO game. So let me yeah. try and explain. Although, although I do want to be clear, part of the problem with Warframe is it has been, it, for the four years we're talking about, it, it treats itself as being sort of in perpetual beta. Like, if you want to get, if you want to get technical, like, they haven't decided that Warframe is out yet. Ha- which is, haven't? which is a horseshit thing. I thought they but, had. A- I'm not, I'm not sure. I, they, the 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 point is is they haven't done a lot to really like. I mean, they did completely redid the tutorial at one point, but like the game systems are still pretty fucking impenetrable. Like you need to have a wiki open to basically know anything about what you're doing in Warframe, as far as like modding your weapons and shit. Oh geez, yeah, it doesn't sound like fun. <laughs> it's the thing about it. M is it's actually really simple. It's not actually very complicated at all. It's just really poorly documented for the most part. Yeah, um, the, 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 the game does a really bad job of signposting what anything is or does. Yeah. Um, and in fairness, it is made up for somewhat by the fact that the community is really, really helpful. Yes. Like, it's, the Warframe community is famously helpful to new players. People will walk you through things. People will write guides for you. People will give you free shit if you just go into the chat and you're like, hey, I'm a new player. What's this thing? I th- it says I need one, and they'll just fucking give it to you. Not like, yet. assuming assuming it is a an actually a low-level thing and you're not bullshitting. But, um, like, yeah, it's it's the community in that game is famously helpful to new players. But they kind of need to be because the game is not. Yes. Um, in fairness, it's named a Warframe. It is not a punishing game at lower levels. So even when you're kind of just bumble-fucking around and you don't know what you're doing... Um, it's not going to be a game, it's it's a game you can still enjoy just on the back of, hey, the shooting's decent, and I can shoot the boys, and I can get loot, and I can kind of just approach this at my own pace. That's not to excuse the poor documentation and tutorialization, it's just not as punishing as it might be in another game. Um, it's kind of to, it's kind of a testament to how good that game is as a game, that it can be that bad at explaining shit to people, but it still continues to get more and more popular with each passing day. Yes. So let me explain why I like Warframe's progression system so much, because it does something, it does two things that are really, really, really genius. So the way Warframe's progression system works is you, you have an account level 
or like an overall like MMO style level in that game, but it doesn't influence your stats at all. What it influences is your ability to get new gear, be it weapons, like melee weapons, ranged weapons, sidearms, actual new warframes. Warframes can be thought of as character classes. Um, and when you level those pieces and those individual pieces of gear have their own individual levels. When you level those weapons, their stats, either their stats go up or I think you just get more slots to put mods into. You get more slots to put mods into, which can then be used to boost the stats of those weapons. The genius of this system is twofold. One, suddenly shitty pieces of gear still have value because you can level them and raise your overall level to get access to more gear. And two, because you can use sh- using shitty underleveled pieces of gear is actually in your best interest. It gives you this really good. It gives you a really good way to kind of modify your own difficulty and set your own difficulty at any point in time. So you can run content with. Old- so if you're running like newer players through the game, um, and you don't want to like completely invalidate their experience, you can just equip your shitty gear because God knows you're never going to use that bullshit on actual hard missions because you'll get your ass kicked. It's a really, really cleverly designed system. I don't even know if they knew what they were doing when they designed the system. Um, but it's a really cleverly designed system that I honestly think is one of the reasons that game is so successful, both in from like a design and player standpoint and from a, hey, lots of people are playing this game standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really good. It's something people should try and it's free. And honestly, I want to jump back into it. I think I want to wait until Emily and I are caught up on Stormblood. But then, like, yeah, I'm probably probably gonna try and 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 uh, and bring her on into Warframe. Yeah, I'm definitely interested. I mean, there. like, they're, they're they're robot ninjas and stuff. Like, I love I love that shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, we ate up a lot of time talking about the VGAs, and we got some questions to get to. So, do you two want to just get right into that? <laughs> yeah, yeah sure. sure. Hopefully, we got some questions about the Shikhide robot. Uh, I am probably just, not. I am just tired enough to find idiotic rambling about the Shikhide robot. Really, really <laughs> funny. Yeah. So, uh, and apologies to folks who are hoping to hear us talk about Warframe more when we didn't. I'm sorry. We just ran out of time. Yeah. Um. Okay. <laughs> Trevor asks. Also, I've never played Warframe, so it's hard for me to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll we'll fix that. We we will revisit Warframe at some point after after uh, Emily gets initiated and I jump back in. Yeah. Let's 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 say that we will we will revisit Warframe in time, and we may very well revisit Final Fantasy XIV in time. And we may even revisit the Shik Hydra bot in time. We'll see. <laughs> we no April Fools. We do an entire episode dedicated to the Shik Hydra bot. Well, you just gave it. Well, away. now, now we spoil the now. surprise. Yeah. So no, because like, am I just no, fucking around or is no, it like? No, no. no here's, here's, here's the thing. No, 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 no. We have to. We have to do it on some random other day, folks. Here's my pledge to you. Someday we will do an episode about the Shik Hydra bot. Oh my god. We don't know when. We don't know where. But it won't be on <laughs> April Fool's Day. That is my promise. <laughs> I'm actually totally down to do an entire episode on the Shikhide robot. Is the oh thing. my god! Yeah. Okay. Let's let's get to these questions. <laughs> I think I'm just. I usually come up with a, a a name for the episode that has something to do with the actual topic at hand. I'm probably just going to name it Shikhide robot. <laughs> Shikhide robot. There we go. Great. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> Or wait, do we don't we have to save the name the Shikhydrobot 
for the actual no, episode. No, 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 no. You want to call it something completely different. Just, just like, you got to call something completely different and have the thumbnail not have the Shikaid robot in and don't tell anyone what you're going to talk about and just talk about the Shikaid robot. <laughs> sure. Call it okay. Warframe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Trevor asks. Apart from simply being a social community, what MMO mechanics tend to draw people in the most? What keeps them playing? Holy fuck, this is a thoughtful a question. question. Um, I mean, the community is a pretty big one. The but community I, is a I, pretty I, big one. So repeat the question, because the... Other than being a social community, what MMO mechanics tend to draw people in the most? What keeps MMO. them playing? Uh, I will say, so far, from my limited experience, uh, I, I will say... Partly just having the the combat be fun, like yeah, I've enjoyed the combat both in FF14 and and in uh, and in Warframe, um, and also to to FF14's credit, and also to a lesser extent in Warframe, like I've enjoyed the story and the lore of the world. Like like Eorzea is a really fun place to be, frankly. Um, yeah. what, what do you think, Hun? Well, I think I think the reward system is why a lot of people play MMOs. I think like. One of the main reasons why FF14 is an MMO that I got into, as opposed to, like, other MMOs, is because, like, it has things other than the reward system. Like, I feel like the main reason to play, um, again, this is this is different for everybody, but I think, like, the average reason why people like to play um, MMO games like Destiny 2, or, De- like, Destiny in general, or, like, World of Warcraft, or, like, even grindy games, um, is because I like that reward. They like to just, like play and get an instant gratification with like new gear level ups level ups feel good there's like flashy colors and everything yeah, the bars like, keep filling the numbers keep going up yeah i think that's the main reason people get addicted to these things is like more for like the constant like reward you get for for playing them um and community's probably equally as big but like the other biggest thing i would say would be the reward system of these kind of games like not even just mmos like People get really into, like, gacha games and, like, games like that on mobile that are just, like, the main loop of the gameplay is just trying to get more stuff and get better. And that that, that doesn't that doesn't hook me. The, and that's the reason why like, FF14 is that it's got a very robust story. And I also just like the Final Fantasy world. Like you said, like, the world and the, the um, community stuff draws me in the games more. And I get more of that from FF14 than I do other MMOs. But I think the main reason people play those games is for reward systems. Okay. Yep. Matt, Matt, you got anything? Uh, no, I just largely agree with you about good combat. Like, that's one of the reasons I got into, like, I don't play it, um, I don't play it anymore, although I'd actually be willing to get back into it. But that's one of the big reasons I got into Blade and Soul, is that game is really unspectacular in a lot of ways, but it's one claim to fame, um, and it's a really good claim to fame, uh, is that Blade and Soul has super good combat, and, like, playing that game and fighting in that game is fun, and I didn't need any motivation to continue playing that game outside of I'm playing this game and I'm beating up on monsters and I like it. There you go. It's also one of the big, okay. and again, it's also one of the big reasons I, ba- excuse me, I kind of bounced off of 14 is I didn't care for the combat in the game. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, also from Trevor, what kind of directions do you think MMOs might go down in the near future? I'm thinking probably just expanding into other genres, really. I want I want to see uh, a fucking proper. Like, imagine, like, I don't want to, it's not going to be the same game, but imagine, like, an MMO that was basically Yu-Gi-Oh! where you just ran around challenging people with card games. Oh, I would love that. The exact same thing. Yeah. I love that. I'd love it. Yeah. Fuck, that game print money, too, if it got popular. Holy shit. 
Oh God, yeah. Like on top of the, well, you wouldn't even need a subscription. It could be free to play because they would make all the money from people. Yeah, playing just packs make all the cards. fucking money for cards. Yeah, yeah. Versus, that'd, that'd be really sweet. I'd, I'd love that. I'd play that. I mean, like you to, to make it, yeah, to make it tenable. Like you'd be able to earn more packs by just winning games and stuff. But like, yeah, yeah. I, so let's see, uh, Jordan. Oh, come on, oh, I was gonna say um, what, another MMO thing that might be kind of fun is like a Harvest Moon MMO. <laughs> Or like um, uh, an animal, like like those kind of games where it's just kind of chill and you're just like building communities and and farming and stuff like that it might be kind of fun multiplayer. I don't know. Okay. Um, Jordan asks, uh, have any of us played City of Heroes or City of Villains? I, I did not, but I knew people who did who were very displeased that those games kind of got shut down for no fucking reason. Yeah. It was, it was internal company politics, right, that shut that down. Like, they were making money, but, like... Yeah. So, somebody got bought out by somebody else, and there was some vindictiveness and there some, was some, some fucking such. bullshit that went down. Yeah. yeah. It's an interesting story worth looking into. Just, we don't have time to go into it right now. The closest no, I played uh, was DC Universe Online, which isn't not anything at all like that except the gross superhero things, but that's, that's all I can say. <laughs> okay. Uh, any of us play The Secret World? Uh, I have not. Mm. No, but that's no. another game I had friends that played that who really liked it. Um, they played it prior to the reboot. I want to say the reboot was actually supposed to be fairly good. Um, but they played it prior to the reboot, and that game actually sounds super interesting. Yeah, the, the setting is okay. interesting, where it's like a modern with like supernatural stuff going on. Yeah, and well, like that actually the, that actually like, ties into the last part of Jordan's question: is other than the ones I just mentioned and Warframe. Have we played any MMO games that are set in a modern setting as a, or futuristic setting as opposed to not fantasy or high fantasy? Oh my Does Fantasy God. Star count? Because I play Fantasy I'm Star. Th- it's got mm-hmm. fantasy in the name. I know it's technically sci-fi, but it's like magic okay. tech, isn't it? Well, it's, it's it's like very flashy science fiction magic. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd call it. Magic's a pretty decent comparison, but I wouldn't say it is that, but it's pretty decent. So... I have, and none of you, I, and I will be amazed if anybody listening to this knows the game I'm about to say, Auto Assault. No. Does no. anybody other than me remember Auto Assault? Because Auto Assault was actually a kick-ass fucking game, despite having a shitload of problems. It was that an- the one that was basically Mad max Yes. And I, it, I, 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 I'm va- rigging some vague bells in the back of my mind. Wasn't there like a, a, a famously, like especially hilarious quick look of that on Giant Bomb one time? I don't remember. I think that game had shut down. I by think the it was time. a thing where like there were there were like three times over the course of that of that quick look where some random stranger like tried to steal a helicopter and crashed and died immediately. No, that must have been a different game. Auto Assault was played entirely in cars. Okay, never but it, mind. But it was it was an MMO style game that took place in like a Mad Max style post apocalypse with like weird mutants and cyborgs and Sounds shit. Sounds cool. Yeah, no, the game was fucking sweet. It was badass. Um and like the combat actually took place like all in real time in like actual fucking cars with like machine guns and flamethrowers and shit. It was sweet. That game, honestly, was probably super ahead of its time in a lot of ways. Oh, shit. You just made me want an MMO Twisted Metal real bad. 
Yeah, yeah, no, this game was basically an MMO. Well, it wasn't because there wasn't, like, any demons or clowns and shit. But it fucking, this game was basically, like, a full-world MMO, like, twisted metal, and you could, like, drive by people. It was fucking sweet. Um, um it never really caught on, and it kind of crashed and burned after a few years. It had a really bad launch, and it was really super unstable and really buggy around its launch. I don't know if they ever fixed it, but even if they did, it was too little too late, and that was just kind of that. Y'all remember, um, okay. uh, uh, APB? I remember I re- APB. I remember it. Never played it. <laughs> Never I know played what it, it is. But yeah, not, it was... I played it. And <laughs> don't play APB, kids. Oh, this, this... Can you even still do that? Yes, you can. Oh, That's does, terrifying. You shouldn't. Does the Old Republic count as a future one? As even as, I would say Star Wars uh, It takes place a long time ago. Oh, yeah, and, and also I, I feel like, like at this point f- it's kind of yeah. Fantasy. I mean, it's it's science fantasy because I mean, yeah. like, is robots and shit, but also there's magic. But the robots are tech; like, they're not magic robots. So yeah, I guess that counts. The Old Republic wasn't was a pretty good MMO when I played it. Like, I like it. It's it's kind of like it's got a decent story too. Like, uh, and it, it's it's made by Bioware, so it kind of has like the Bioware conversation re- wheel, and you can kind of like do like a group of that where it's like everyone says what they want to say and then whoever gets the highest role will say their thing so like um i was playing with my friend uh who was like playing an evil character and i'd be like saying like oh yeah we'll do it for free and he's like comes in he's like we'll do it for like um some kind of like you know egregious blackmailing thing and i'm like no, but he has went through and like so it kind of had this feeling of playing like role playing together which is kind of fun <laughs> I'm going on awesome adventures with your space friend you know that space friend who's kind of an asshole that we should have chopped from your social circle about like a year ago but like fucking you committed at this point i guess yeah yeah it, it was it was kind of cool i like that I didn't play too okay. much of it again because I didn't get people to play it with me. That's another thing with MMOs. Is you gotta kind of get people to play with you. Fuck, now I want to play Auto Assault again. <laughs> that <laughs> game was so it? sweet. I uh, know okay, the, we... the server shut down. There might be like a homebrew server or something somewhere. Fuck, I need to look into that. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, let's get a move on on these questions because we still yeah. got quite a few. Uh, from Fletcher. I've tried to watch esports of massive multiplayer games like League of Legends. I don't know if that really counts. No, it's uh, not at all. And stuff, but I have literally no idea what I'm watching. Can you give this noob a bit of a primer on what I'm looking for? So here's the problem with that. Hints on how to watch an esports thing is specific to the game. The really. game, yeah. Yeah, you can't really... There's not really an all-purpose esports thing. Different games not only are... Not only does what you need to know come down to the game, but the methodology by which you would find out more comes down to the game and how much that game's esports setup is accommodating to new players. And, like, odds are if it's a newer game or a more popular game, like, they're going to do a lot more to try and accommodate you. Like, if I remember correctly, like, League of Legends and Dota tend to have, like, the mainstream and then a secondary stream that has, like, an announcer who's going to explain shit for people who are new. Uh, And, like, the Overwatch... Folks, like, here's the thing, Overwatch esports isn't really super great, I think we've talked about that before, but, like, they work very, very hard to try and make sure people understand what's happening, but, like, if you try try to watch, like, a Counter-Strike esports stream, you're not gonna know what's going on, and no one's gonna try and explain it to you. Yeah, a bunch of those rewards were bullshit, by the way. Did you guys, did you guys catch what I said where, um... Overwatch won best esport game last night at VGA. Yeah, yeah, that's horseshit. Like most yeah. of the awards <laughs> that show. 
Yeah, most of the awards I... <laughs> I know, I'm just saying. Was Nier Automata, like... Automata even nominated for anything? Yeah, it was nominated for Best Narrative. Uh, it also won Best Soundtrack, as I recall. Oh, okay. yeah, I, I could see that. Um, okay. That's what... Okay, it, one more thing about the VGA Awards. It was weird because Slime, Slime Rancher won, like, what got a nomination for, like, Best something of 2017. But, uh, like, Best it came... Indie Debut is what it got nominated for. Okay, but it, like, came out... In like 2016, early access, right? Yeah. But you, you can still say at least this year. But then PUBG almost was was nominated for Game of the Year, and it's not out yet. So like, <sighs> it's it's weird. <laughs> things are increasingly becoming bullshit. Well, the thing <laughs> is, uh, Pobble Gubble has a lot of fucking money, and Slime Rancher doesn't. Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to attribute but, that to Yeah, I guess I'm asking for standards in a VGAs. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, you're not, like even with like. Even with, like, actual award shows, you're not going to get very good standards. Uh, that sort of thing. Like, I'll, like say for the Oscar, like, theater, like movie uh, folks will do all sorts of bullshit things to get around regulations of when they release a movie. Like, they'll release a film in December in one theater for, like, 12 days in California specifically to qualify for a given year. And then release it to the public after they've won an award in hopes that the award will give them better, like, advertising. It's fucking wild. Mm-hmm. Um, anywho, uh, Rose asks, do you remember playing any text-based MUDs? I do, actually. I, I remember I playing the Wheel of Time MUD. I didn't stick to it for long because I was an idiot kid, and I, there was no way I was ever going to be able to play a MUD for any appreciable period of time. But yeah. I do distinctly remember playing the Wheel of Time MUD. Yeah, okay. That's all I got. I, I played some MUDs, but, like, again, like like Matt said, I kind of was a kid, and I'm like, I'm not going to stick to this. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So, some things uh, someone wanted to point out. Basically, the day after we released the, um, the I think it was our last episode, uh, and I think we mentioned the fact that Capcom didn't care about Mega Man anymore, they announced a whole bunch of Mega Man shit. Yeah, yeah. they sure fucking did, didn't they? I'm excited for Mega Man 11. It looks awesome. You know, I'm glad to be wrong, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I'm very glad to be wrong. If that's if making an ass of myself is what it takes, I'll do it. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Uh, at okay, no, that was from uh, at Paul C. Pace, by the way, who pointed out the stuff about Mega Man. Okay. Uh, so I, I should at least read their name. Uh, from at Pidmon. Uh, if you could make one fandom into a lore-compliant MMO a la Star Trek Online, what would it be? One fandom into a lore-compliant MMO? Yeah, one one franchise or something like that. Basically, okay. like, like you know, there's an MMO for Star Wars. There's been a couple MMOs for Star Trek. Uh, you know, like, if you could take any, like, property that you love and then just magic into existence such and such online, the MMO... Like, uh, what franchise would you do it with? Pokemon. Netrunner. We said it at the same time. Okay, yeah, you said it at yeah. the same time. Uh, Matt, go first. Netrunner. Um, because I'm assuming with this question, because it does specify fandom, I will have to be playing this game with the people that largely occupy the fandom right now, and if that's the case, it's Netrunner 100%, because they're one of maybe, like, three gaming communities that don't make me want to stick a fucking shotgun under my chin. Well, let's, let's, let's say based purely on the property itself. <sighs> that's a lot harder. Um... Netrunner is still up there, but I don't know if it's, like, number one. And you go ahead and go. I'll need to think Uh, about this. I mean, like, everyone's been saying it for years, but Pokemon would be a cool MMO. (laughs) Like, it'd be great. I'd love that as an MMO where you, like... Nintendo has been leaving money on the table. 
<laughs> like, I think part of the problem is it's in the past been a lot harder to make an MMO uh, work on a console. Games have done it. I mean, the aforementioned FF11 and FF14 have worked very well on console. Uh, ESL um, works on console. Yeah, like a lot, a lot. There's yeah. a lot more MMOs on console Fi- nowadays. Yeah, but yeah, like but, Pokemon would like, be great. Like walking around. Yeah, that's and- that has been harder, and uh, combined with the fact that until very, very recently, and even to some extent to this day, Nintendo sees the internet as horrible, evil witchcraft. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, I'm gonna say like if we're talking about dreams and like. I'd say, yeah, like uh, uh, Pokemon, or like yeah. I think a, a mech based. And I think there are already that. There, I think there's like they might not be MMOs though, but there's like online mech games. But I think like a, a Gundam. Oh, holy shit! M, thank you. Okay, a Gundam yeah. or front mission MMO would be sweet. <laughs> okay, so okay. Um, M just gave me the bolt from the blue inspiration, Mech Warrior. Yeah, okay. like fucking flying from planet to planet on like procedurally generated missions and as like a mercenary faction like signing up as free agents and shit that would be fucking tight (laughs) okay so this this is less specific to a franchise and specific to a genre that i really want to see get mmoified i mean you can kind of tie to a franchise i want to see a mario kart-esque mmo yeah i want to see i want to see a kart race in mmo (laughs) <laughs> like and and I don't want I don't want them to treat it like a super serious racer like with the fucking Forzas or the Drive Atars or, or whatever the oh, fuck the, going or on. the Crew which is an actual racing MMO that came out like that no one really played but oh jeez yeah <laughs> I, but I, I want it to be like yeah like like give it a fucking Crash Team Racing slash Diddy Kong Racing esque fucking like overworld that you can drive around in. And then, like, was- you pull up to fucking, like, here's here's the track for this cup. And, like, yeah, I'll race, you know? Wait, isn't that just, like, Burnout Paradise? But not on, but isn't Burnout Paradise not online? Or is it? Burnout Paradise was online, but I can't... Ugh, it's been so fucking... Are there, like, weapons and shit? Is there a blue shell equivalent in Burnout Paradise? No, there's not. Then, yeah, can you hop? Uh, and- well, you can ramp your car, which might constitute hopping, depending on your definition. Yeah, no, I, I want. I want I yeah, I don't I think it counts either. Racer. I don't think like, it counts yeah, yeah, yeah. either. Um, what the? But, but you going on like this does uh, actually to off on a tangent. What was that one Activision published like Mario Kart clone with like the more realistic neon aesthetic that had the horrible advertisements that sat on? Yes, but it was actually a pretty good game for reference. It was such a good game that Sega contracted the folks who made Blur to make Sonic Racing All Stars Transformed, which was kick ass. That game yeah. fucking rules. Yeah. No, Blur was actually a pretty good game, but it had god awful advertising behind it, and basically just destroyed the game's chances. Right, I, think the, yeah. it, I think the game was played Blur one time. Or oh fuck! That's why the fucking Hornet Strike in Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing Transformed works the way it does. It's that game's blue shell. It's the fucking blue shell and analog from Blur. God damn it! Yeah, actually, okay. I kind of did this backwards. Um, as far as a franchise, uh, to pick one franchise to be my kart racing uh, MMO, I would want it to be the, the Sonic and Sega All-Stars thing. I, wa- I <laughs> want the folks who made that game, who made Blur, to make this game. And the reason I said I did it backwards is because our next question, our last question, is from F- at Frankie Extra. Pitch me your ideal MMO game set in a genre that is not known for MMOs. Their suggestion is something like a Mario Party type game. I I think mine actually still works because like mech combat games, specifically like simulationist style mech combat games, aren't typically MMOs. 
Okay. But I think like Mech Warrior, where you have to like, where you like maintain like a mercenary crew, or you maintain, or you sign up allegiance with like a faction as like a freelancer or something like that, and you take missions with other people and that sort of shit would be fucking badass. It's Sick. totally unrealistic, um, obviously in terms of like financially, because that game would cost hella bella amounts of money to make probably, and it probably wouldn't have that big of an audience. So yeah, but it'd be fucking sick. What about you, Em? We mentioned a few earlier. We were like uh, card game MMOs and stuff like that. I mentioned like earlier, like maybe a Harvest Moon type thing. And the reason I thought of that was because like Cassie, uh, my girlfriend, has been playing a lot of FF14 where she's just doing the crafting stuff. So people like that stuff. Like put that into um, like a full on like MMO where it's just like farming and building and crafting, like kind of like a maybe like you could even compare it to like minecraft or something but like an mmo type thing rather than just like closed servers yeah um that might be kind of cool that uh, is that is sort of a criticism of ff14 is it's actually really nice that ff14 has such a deep system for like gathering and crafting like if you really wanted to get super deep into like the fishing in that game you could if you want to get super deep into like the cooking or armor making in that game you totally could but to progress to the story you need to continue to level at least one combat class. Like, you need to get at least one combat class to the cap and through to the end of the story to have access to everything. Uh, so if you really wanted to just focus on, like... And plus, you can't actually start as a crafter. You have to unlock that, and I think, like, get, you have to get something to, like, at least level 10 first. Yeah, before you can do any other classes. Yeah. And if you want to get all the uh, crafting classes, you have to at least get far enough in the story to unlock the other cities. And if you want to meaningfully get into that shit, you have to get, like at least one combat class all the way through to the end. Mm-hmm. Now, it's just one. So, I mean, you could just have, like, your one dedicated combat class and then just do all the other shit, but... Yeah, it's still, like, yeah. it's still a lot of stuff just to get to the game that you want to play. Like, if, you, it's, if that's what you want to do. I know, I think, like, RuneCraft... Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, Rune, what is it? RuneScape has, like, a lot of crafting in it. I think yes. people, I think there's people who play RuneScape just pure crafting and having yep. a good time. So, like, yep. there are games where you can do that. So, but I don't know, like, just more farming and stuff would be cool and, like, making your own house and everything. Like, one of the fun things about FF14 is making your houses, but if, like, everyone got a house rather than FF14, it's like, you might be able to get a house one day. <laughs> well, guess <laughs> what cool. RuneScape also lets you do? Well, they... I mean, I guess... Re- I was about to say, remember when I specifically... Said in it, What's, like yeah, you know, can, you, you, totally, can you tow fields and like yeah? Okay, I guess RuneScape is just the game I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, so you remember how I said RuneScape does a whole bunch of unorthodox things that even big MMO that it, it does better than even like a lot of bigger MMOs with larger budgets. Those were the sorts of things I was specifically referring to. And admittedly, in RuneScape, it's kind of limited in some ways because the game itself is, it's like a fucking Java game. It's, it's, it's got to be kind of limited. But, yeah. Also, take the Sonic Forces character creator and make an MMO out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Sonic MMO, I want it. Actually, that is, that is the thing. Like, Final Fantasy is brushing right up, just, just right up on the edge of almost cornering the furry market. There are so many cat people and dragon people running around. And after the Halloween event, a bunch of people can dress up as wolves. We ran around dressed as wolves for a while there. Like, they're so close to tapping into that furry market, but they're not quite doing it. And someone ought to, because that seems like, that seems like printing money. Um, the, uh, the furry market already got capitalized on by WoW when they put Worgen in the game. That's just one animal, though. Like, you could be pandas or wolves. Like, I, why, this, like, I, Oh, yeah, I, shit, they have pandas in that game, too, as well. Yeah, no, that's, that market got cornered by WoW. No, I mean, no, I like, mean, like, like really go in on it. Like, yeah, like, like, fucking, like, you make it, it's like, 
make a furry MMO where like every race is just animal is it... people. I fucking right, love obli- that. Obligatory <laughs> second life is the furry MMO joke. I know. Yeah, but it's not, it's for, second life isn't stru- like structure like it in that, some way. Yeah. Second life is too open. It's basically like it's it's it, it's it's fucking Minecraft. It's aimless. Like you need you need uh, like a structure and a story and stuff. Um, put, put dog girls and rabbit girls in FF14, and that's pretty good. <laughs> all right, so I think that's it for questions and boys. But you know, <laughs> that's it for questions and for boys. Um, because Matt and I got to go. So, uh, M, do you want to plug anything? Uh, yeah, you can uh, catch me on other audio entry podcasts, uh, Home for Middle Losers, Teenagers of Attitude, taking all of Mike's, um, and In Pursuit of Passions, which has a new episode this month. So check that out. It's uh, talking to my friend Greg about swords. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, Matt? Uh, no plugs this week. Maybe sometime in the future, though. Oh, yeah, my okay. Twitter is at This Is Emeralds. Check it out. <laughs> Okay. Uh, my Twitter is at Mike Loves Rabbit. The Twitter for the podcast is at G Shaped. That is G S H A P E D on Twitter. Send us questions, episode suggestions, find out what our future topics are going to be, yada, 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 social media, whatever. Um, I've got some other shows, but like we don't put this podcast anywhere than Audio Entropy, so you already know about them. Um, I think that's going to do it for us. So for uh, Going Pear Shaped, I've been Mike. I've been Matt. I've been Emily. And always remember, level up diddling yourself. It's a super OP move. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> and then use it constantly. Good episode. <laughs>